Hello everyone and welcome to 7 Tracks. I'm your host, Jacques Morel. On 7 Tracks, we go through the musical journeys of some of your favorite people over 7 topics. Growing up, love, success, loss, adoration, guilty pleasures, and of course what they're listening to today. This is the season 1 finale and truly I am so happy to have made it here. Normally I do an intro of who the guest will be, but today's episode is going to be a little different. I reached out to one person per topic and I had them choose a song. The folks that I have leading each topic are people that I admire in more ways than one. Whether it's because of their work ethic, the way they see the world, or just a chance meeting with them that showed me that there's much more than just what is at the surface. The assignments are as follows. I'm going to be going for growing up. We have Zanat Begum for love, Tia Hill for success, Nick Cregan for loss, Black Power Barbie for adoration, Brian Beatop Miller for guilty pleasures, and of course, Choctiv for what he's listening to today. For the first topic growing up, like I said, I'll be going first. Basically, I'll play the song and then read the note that they sent me as to why they chose it and then give you all a little explanation as to why I picked them. This will be a very quick episode, maybe about like 20 or 30 minutes. So shout out to everyone who's listened to our 60 plus minute discourses thus far. Anyways, let's get into my first song, a little bit of compa for y'all. Kaimi's IT Bang Bang. Ça fait des hommes pas ouais, mais moi changer couleur. Ça fait des hommes qui t'aiment, figuili ma misère. Nous plutôt fermer des jeunes, faire semblant ça va changer. Nous plutôt fermer des jeunes, des petites pas nous pas pour tout mes amis. Haïti moi. That was Karami IT Bang Bang from the year 2000. Honestly, it feels like it's from much earlier because for a long time in my life, I've been listening to that song. I'll be quick because this is an episode about a bunch of other folks that I'm sure y'all are here to listen to. And not necessarily me, but I'll give you a little bit why I chose this. If you listen to every episode of this podcast, you've heard me wax poetic about the music that I used to play in my house growing up. In fact, the big reason why I came up with this podcast is because I heard this song in Brooklyn on Labor Day in about like 2016. I can't really place the year. But I remember I hadn't necessarily heard Haitian music out loud in a little while. And I remember stopping in place and being brought back to Saturday and Sunday mornings at my house in Long Island. This was the cleaning music. This was the music that we also came together for for Christmas parties. Or we came together for christenings or whatever it was. This song was always played at a wedding. But especially when it was time to get us out of bed to clean the things that definitely needed to be cleaning in the house. So that was really awesome, and I hope y'all were able to get a brief bit of my childhood in that. So up next, it's time for some other folks. We got my homie Zanat Begum for the topic of love, and she picked D'Angelo's I Found My Smile Again. So let's check that out, and we'll come back in a second. See y'all soon. Oh, 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 oh,
Here's what Zanat sent me for why she picked D'Angelo's I Found My Smile Again. She picked the song because it's an intentional joy-building anthem that promotes strength in doing every day. A lot of processing of feelings occurred when I first heard this, but it's helped me work through a tough period in my life. And a few weeks ago, our friend Suge posted this on his story, and I gave it a listen. And her other favorite D'Angelo song is Devil's Pie. For our second topic, love, I asked my good friend Zanat to contribute. She's the owner of Playground Coffee Shop in Bed-Stuy, New York. Through her coffee shop, she runs fundraisers, fills multiple free refrigerators around the area, supplying produce to locals, and even DJs on a radio show, combined with so much more. She's like creating a greenhouse, she has an awesome bookstore, and she also has a free book giveaway outside. And every time I see her walking down Bedford, it's always amazing. And just everything she's done there. I also threw my Game of Thrones event there a couple years ago in the before times. So great. Like I've been friends with Zanat since about 2017 and I met her through my colleague, Buriana Mendez. And I asked Zanat to do love simply because the amount of love that she puts into her activism and outreach into the work that she's doing for Playground Coffee Shop is immense. And she's the only person that could have done this topic. It's incredibly hard to run a coffee shop, a greenhouse, and raise money for people who need it. And Zanat does all of that. And one moment of the many that really reminds me the most of what she's doing is last year during the protest against police brutality, she opened up her shop and just made kits for the protesters. And it was like a whole organization. And then being at protests, seeing her and her staff, big shots to Jalen, big shots to Bree, big shots to Samuel, big shots to Saul, right? Like all of them just out there, like handing out uh, uh, kits to these protesters just in case like they got pepper sprayed or whatnot. Like she was really down to ride. Up next, we got Tia Hill for success. Another friend of mine that I believe embodies the subject. And she chose Daft Punk's Digital Love off of 2001's Discovery. Let's vibe out for a bit and then I'll read you why Tia chose it. See you on a bit. Here's what Tia sent along for her pick, Daft Punk's Digital Love. I picked Daft Punk's Digital Love because sonically it captures the feeling of a long journey towards a goal and eventual success. And it also brings me so much joy. Daft Punk always has the ability to make you feel so much while saying so little. The slow buildup of the song and eventual burst of energy when the beat drops at about two minutes in is such a euphoric feeling. Just like when something you've been working for finally comes to fruition. For me, a win I had this year was executing a creative vision I've had for a long time with all my projects and hobbies finally coming to life in a real way. Tia Hill and I first met working at Genius in early 2018. She had joined us from Now This, where she was covering a variety of issues, and when she got to Genius, she dominated from the jump. I picked Tia for success because, well, she's incredibly successful. With only graduating college four years ago, in that short time, she became one of the faces of Genius News, an executive producer of Genius Live, and now is the host of Rolling Stone Daily on Twitch. She also has a podcast called 200 and Counting, and a monthly newsletter called Put Me On. 
Yeah, so you see exactly what she was talking about when she said all of her creative projects coming together in a real way. Tia embodies success, which is why she's perfect for this topic. Up next for loss is the homie Nick Cregan, an actor who you can currently catch on Law & Order Organized Crime as Richie Wheat. We you were there. I don't know. I don't know! Now, Nick doesn't embody loss, but you'll see why I picked him after I explain why he picked this song after the break. The song that he picked is the late great Mac Miller's Under the Weather off of Miller's 2011 album, Blue Slide Park. We'll get into it, and we'll be right back. I went to school with, I'm cool with, chilling with some Buddha smoke. I always do it big like a Jewish nose. Cadillacs, I'm trying to get a few of those. Fuck stress, everything will be okay. Like, Nick sent for his selection. Sometimes you want to listen to music that brings you back to a place that wasn't so great while you were in it to remind you how far you've come from that space. Under the Weather by Mac Miller is that song for me. The feeling of loss is layered within the track because I started listening to Blue Slide Park during a low moment when I was going through a professional layoff and money was real tight. In the song, Mac talks about dreams coming true and making it but also the pain he faced once his dreams came true because of the pressures from people in his life once he got there. I would play this walking up and down the canals of Amsterdam and the Netherlands when I went away for a couple weeks to start the new year off and get my mind right to finally dive into 2019 with no fear of the unknown. I listen to it now and it brings me right back to that space of hope. Music is made for us to feel. We should embrace sadness when we feel it in the same way we embrace happy moments. It's a beautiful thing to be able to feel. Nick and I first met at 770 Broadway when he was working for AOL Rise, if I'm correct. And back during my AOL days, I was trying to be the best on-camera person that could be there, and I really felt like every photogenic brother that walked into that building was my competition. <laughs> but when he and I actually linked and chatted in those hallways, all I encountered was a talented black man who was an excellent producer and was dedicated to his craft, who's also one of many other brothers that I've met who do similar things that taught me a profound lesson. There's enough room for all of us. Nick just finished a run as Richie Wheatley on Law & Order Organized Crime. When I first found out he landed this role, I was so happy for him. Not because we we're close or anything, but because I share a kinship with everyone that walked out of 770 Broadway. I want to see us all win. I chose him for loss because of a tweet he posted a few days ago, which said, quote, I genuinely want to thank every corporate job that ever laid me off and treated me as just a number. None of this would be possible without you. God bless y'all, for real, for real. And that's how you turn losses into wins. Could it be any more perfect? Up next is my girlfriend, Black Power Barbie, with Nicki Minaj and Beyonce's Feeling Myself. And I think it's perfect for adoration. We'll see y'all in a sec. Cause I'm feeling myself jack off. He be thinking about me when he wax off. Wax off? National anthem hats off. Then I curve that nigga like a bad horse. Let me get a number two with some max sauce. Or on the run tour with my mask off. I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling my feeling myself. I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling my I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling my Know where you was when that digital popped, I stopped the world Male or female, it make no difference, I stopped the world World stop
Here's why Black Power Barbie chose Nicki Minaj and Beyonce's Feeling Myself for Adoration. She said, quote, I chose this in part because I couldn't decide which artist spoke more to this subject, and also because I think what they've accomplished with this song is respect and adoration for each other. I've been a Barb since Nicki Minaj's Be Me Up Scotty days, even though I was never the biggest fan of hip-hop growing up. With hip-hop, I just didn't connect to it and saw myself in other genres. When I first heard Nicki though, namely Itty Biggie Piggy, I was transfixed. No funny stuff. My adoration for Nikki became a huge part of my personality, to the degree that there are some people from freshman year of college who still think my last name is Minaj. Here was this beautiful, quirky, and confident Trini girl, just like me, who was so clearly better than everyone else at what she did. For over a decade, she has never allowed anyone to downplay her talent and contributions. Nikki's respect and passion for her crafts, as well as Beyonce's, is unparalleled. And this song is a perfect example of that. When you hear it, it's hard not to adore them or yourself. Black Power Barbie and I recently celebrated our two-year anniversary. She's a director, illustrator, and animator with an impeccable eye. She's been working for herself for years now, but in the last 12 months, it has grown to exponential levels. She's had art in Atlantic Terminal Subway Station. She worked for one of the greatest rappers of all time in Black Thought, directed a commercial for Facebook, has done projects for Instagram. It, it, it goes on and on and on. But the best part about her is that she's only getting started. Amika has taught me the importance behind putting intention in everything you do, and honestly, how to be more empathetic. The way she sees the world is unlike anyone else, and the way she puts that vision into her work is unique and powerful. And honestly, even this podcast, she's the person behind the cover that everyone sees. She's behind the forward-facing content for this podcast, and she's very much behind the soul of this podcast. And honestly, it would not be in any type of place, any type of good shape if it wasn't for Black Power Barbie. And yeah, I love her. I'm very much in love with her. I chose her for adoration because she's a Barb through and through. In our two years of love, I know more Nicki Minaj songs by heart than ever before. Whatever Nicki does, I am updated on it. And she's a conscious Barb too. She's willing to call Nicki out when applicable, but also ready to go head to head with anyone not giving Nicki her just due. So up next for Guilty Pleasures is Brian B. Dot Miller with Benny Mardones' Into the Night. If you know B. Dot, you'll think this song is very much a guilty pleasure, something you wouldn't want people to know that you listen to. But I'm excited for him to explain to y'all, through me of course, why he picked it. We'll see y'all in a sec. BDOT sent me about why he chose Benny Mardones' Into the Night. I've got a ton of Guilty Pleasure songs, but I think the one that sticks out is Benny Mardones' Into the Night. I first heard it as a kid because my mom hated rap and would only play classic rock. The opening line is cringy as fuck, and so is the video, but the song is really about abandonment. I love the track structure and Benny's wailing. Whenever I play it, I get weird stares, especially during karaoke. Still. It's my jam, nonetheless. For me, on my part, there isn't enough that can be said about B-Dot. 
He's the host of Rap Radar podcast with Elliot Wilson, where they've interviewed everyone from Drake to Will Smith to Jay-Z. I keep bugging him about the eventual Obama interview, and I'm sure it'll drop soon. BDOT is extremely knowledgeable in his craft, and his rap lists are enough to move oceans, like a tsunami. Seriously, his current top five of 2021 are as follows. Lil Baby, J. Cole, Lil Wayne, Conway, and Benny the Butcher. I'm curious as to why Lil Durk wasn't included in that, but hey, that's neither here nor there. BDOT and I first linked up over at Headquarters Barbershop in Queens. Shouts to Mouse, shouts to 60, and honestly, shouts to Cole, right? Because Cole was also running in those same places too. I chose him for Guilty Pleasures because, like I said before, we all know BDOT loves his hip-hop. But it was awesome to hear him talk about this track because what are the songs that maybe he wouldn't want people to know that he listens to? Or people that give him weird stares like he said when he's playing this song? Well, I think we heard that just well. I'm next for today is a newcomer to my life and someone who is actually perfect for this topic. Content creator Choctiv who has over 5 million followers. Staggering for sure. The song he chose is Pierre Bourne's Racer off of Bourne's 2019 album The Life of Pierre 4, which him and I almost sang together outside of a taco truck in Los Angeles last week. <laughs> it was amazing. Check it out and then we'll come back and we'll hear why he picked it. Here's what Choctiv sent to me in regards to why he picked Pierre Bourne's Racer. Pierre Bourne does a lot for me as an artist because his ability to resonate with me through his lyrics. His songs have hidden meanings behind what his lyrics are saying. He makes me think about my current relationships, either them being friends, family, or maybe a girlfriend. Racer makes me think about a situation that I went through with the past relationship when we were both running from actually getting together, but we really liked each other. My brother put me onto Pierre Bourne. At first, I didn't understand Pierre's musical style because it was something that I had never heard before. But I spent two weeks with my brother and my dad in Nigeria, and all my brother was playing was Pierre Bourne, and I didn't resonate with his music until my brother played an unreleased track from Pierre Bourne. They missed machine and that was it. Shaktiv is definitely a random choice but I think he's perfect for today because I met him last week. He makes TikToks as I mentioned in the intro. They're so interesting and they're so incisive and they're so unique to him. And I also feel like we had a really long conversation about uh, being a black TikToker and what that means and I really felt with him and understood that he was in a really great position, that he has a really huge audience, and now he could hopefully monetize that to do stuff for himself, really in a fubu type of way. Because at the end of the day, brands are coming to him for his following that's there because of the work that he put in. He doesn't necessarily have to go to some brand and create that for them. So I picked this topic for him because he represents what I'm excited to see. Shout out to Black Gen Z. 
I'm excited to see what y'all do. I want to thank everyone for listening to 7 Tracks. We're clearly not done yet. Season 2 will be here sooner than later. A huge thanks to everyone that sent me songs to this episode. 7 Tracks is a labor of love and has been something that I've been working on for about two years now, on and off, and has truly been something special. I'm really happy to see it out in the world. And also to actually interact with people who really enjoy it in real life. Um, it's not just me <laughs> listening to these things, which is really awesome. A big shout out to Amika Cooper, Black Power Barbie, for designing our covers and have been a huge jolt of energy every single time they drop. Uh, Seven Tracks is produced and hosted by me, Jacques Morel, with additional help from Jay Lee. It's edited by Jamal Padmore. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, hit us up on Instagram at 7 Podcast or send us an email at 7 Podcast at gmail.com. These are the number seven, of course. Season two will be coming sooner than you think. And by that, I mean sooner than you think. <laughs> yeah, trust me. I'll see y'all soon. Thanks again. Bye.